Hey, this is Les Coffeehouse. We haven't done a movie in a long time, so guess what we're doing? You guessed it right. We're doing a movie. It's Hillbilly Elegy. Now, I haven't read the book. I remember it was a bit of a phenomenon when it came out, and I didn't even know what it was about. Uh, it had Hillbilly in the title, so that made it a little more apparent. So I watched the movie. There was some controversy about it, it and I didn't check this until after I watched the movie because I don't want to be influenced by people and their opinions when I watch a movie. It's a sacred act. But in particular, this one, Hillbilly Elegy, uh, apparently it has pretty good user reviews, but really bad critic reviews. And this has been a trend lately. I don't know what's going on, but I think we are just generally bucking the authoritative opinions when it comes to this kind of a thing. Because this happened with Joker, too, where everybody loved it, but the critics hated it. I'm sure there are a bunch of others that I'm forgetting, uh, but uh, in this one in particular, it was like, uh, I think it was 28 or 23 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but like 80 percent on the user reviews. And then on Metacritic, it had 39 percent, which is rough on Metacritic. 39 was the score and users had like an eight. So I don't know what the deal, the discord is, but I, well, I kind of do. I think it has a lot to do with the politics of the thing, because when you read the reviews, it it goes into that. That's kind of the thing they bring up. But Hillbilly Elegy, so it's about this uh, guy, J.D. Vance, who grew up in kind of a small rural southern town, you know, the kind of thing that we would attribute or label white trash, whether we knew anything about it or not. And he ends up making it to Yale Law. So this is supposed to be a kind of story of that ascendance, but it was the book that he wrote was about his experiences in this small town and family and social degradation. Apparently in the book it has a lot more to do with kind of the economics and the sociological background when it comes to poor people and I think I said I have the book and I will read the book to see what kind of the fuss was about and what the distinctions are between that and the movie so the movie got made it's starring Glenn Close and a guy I haven't seen before is kind of a chubby face and Amy Adams are the primaries in this particular film. And it's directed by Ron Howard. And Ron Howard kind of makes these, I don't know, he has a bit of a saccharine take on on the way that he makes movies. He's not a visionary director uh, where he's just going to make a, a great movie because it's his vision. He needs to get it on film. But I'm happy to say, like, and watch, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed especially Amy Adams. Fantastic to watch her get to just perform as a character. And Glenn Close. Now, also the little kid. The little kid who played, like, in the flashbacks did a good job. And so you know the story. It's it's about him as a kid and him going to Yale. And while he's at Yale, he gets kind of called back home when there are some, you know, domestic issues related to his family. The things that undergird the whole story are about the importance of family and supporting family and just all the very deep degradations generationally that keep coming up when it comes to family and this the one kid who got to break out of that and he still supported his family but you know he went and worked hard and got out of this whole situation. So this is supposed to be the trajectory of the whole thing. Now a lot of times it looks really nice uh, which was much appreciated. It just was kind of nice to be in that space. Then something I really enjoyed, the costumes for some reason. (laughs) Amy Adams, uh, she's always wearing those mom jeans that are just suitable for the time period. But it was kind of a different look and kind of a nice look. And uh, it might be somewhat of a drought of filmmaking (laughs) as we've had it recently. So visuals, uh, they didn't blow me away a lot. There was nothing particularly interesting about the framing or the camera work or anything like that. I think it was more a showcase of Glenn Close, who was fantastic, just so much fun to watch, and Amy Adams, who got to do a lot. 
she might have had a little too much range in the character. And you'll see it if you watch the movie that she was kind of this uh, bit of a hub of negativity or destructive tendencies. Whereas I felt like it could have been smoothed out a little bit more for her in particular. But importantly, and what was good about it, was that each one of the characters have some rounding out. Each one of them does something that you like, that you appreciate, <laughs> and something that really infuriates you. You know, whether it's Glenn Close's character, who's kind of the positive force in the protagonist's life, or Amy Adams' character, there are still positive things that come out. And him, too, he still has some negative things that he engages in that just kind of pisses you off. And that's the kind of balance that you hope to see in this kind of a movie. In movies in general, it's better to see characters that are more like this. Now, like I said, she her character emphasized a little too much on the negative, <laughs> And there could have been more artistry to, you know, the shooting of the movie and all that sort of thing. And I can see some of the, some of the critics, I think, were valid in their criticisms in saying there was a little too much of the dysfunctional family porn, <laughs> I guess you could say it is. Where it's just, it's just about the dysfunction. It's too focused on the dysfunction as opposed to some other kind of broader idea. But I think, I mean, the author, and it's probably more in the book, but even in the movie, it's more about his journey of getting out of that and getting beyond where his family was stuck. And that being attributable to, you know, the American system or something like that. And that's a segue into talking about how most of the critics just seem to have a political problem with it, as opposed to a filmmaking kind of problem with it. You know, a lot of them, most of them even, I saw, said something about how he needs to talk about the socioeconomics. Why isn't the socioeconomics in the film? Or they have a problem with the fact that it's, it's a kind of story about pulling yourself up. And that's how you get out of this kind of a really bad situation. And that they want it to be more about, I don't know, the government stepping in or something like that and, and helping you. But I think it was mostly political that were their problems with the movie as opposed to when it comes to the actual merits of the film as a film. Which is, of course, frustrating. And I'm really sick of the whole narrative. Filmmaking in general seems like a whole different medium nowadays. It seems like we had this, with COVID, we've kind of fallen into this thing <laughs> Like, we had Joker. I remember going to Joker in the theater, and that was one of the last movies that I saw in the theater before the pandemic, if not the last movie. And then everything kind of hit the wall and seems so weird now. I mean, we've got these diversity quotas now when it comes to the Oscars, which is, I mean, not just patronizing, but insane. It's so wrong on every level, and it's still something that is the criteria, the standard now that's being set for whether a movie's good or not. That's pure insanity. So we've lost that shared standard for making these determinations, which kind of takes them out of a means of, you know, conversation or... Just a discipline that it's fun to explore. You don't have that so much anymore. So it just feels like there's been such a shift. And it might change because we're heading into the winter now. You know, this is meteorologically. And when it comes to, you know, pagan history and all that kind of thing, we are falling into the death and then the rebirth of humanity, of, you know, nature and all that sort of thing. So hopefully we will survive <laughs> just barely by the skin of our teeth. We will survive the rest of 2020 and the winter of 2020 which may end up being the worst of all time. And then we can get to the spring of 2021, a new decade, and see if we can get somewhere else. But the House of Cards will not stand if this is what it's built on. When it comes to art or film in general, this House of Cards will not stand. 
And when it comes to film, in this particular film, I mean, there are ways to determine objectively what kind of merits it's espousing or demonstrates, and that's what we should be focused on. So in general, though, I, I did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed watching Glenn Close. I think she had a lot of fun things to do in the movie. And it wasn't just kind of a rote space for her to fill. You know, the granny who says uh, off-color things. It wasn't that. She got to do more with the character than that. And Amy Adams, I thought she got to be a character that had real flaws. And it had real flaws for purposes of telling a story about the protagonist and getting to some getting somewhere thematically. So it was kind of fun to really see that. Like I said, Ron Howard isn't this big visionary director like Denis Villeneuve or something like that. He's more of kind of paint by numbers director. Get it out there, tell a story, and it gets to be just generally enjoyable. Overall, I think it was it was pretty decent, and it definitely is closer to the user score when it comes to evaluating this movie than it is to the critic score so i mean that's hillbilly elegy like i said we'll get through the book at some point as i've i've got it it's just on the list you know there are so many on the list i'm trying to read them all so we'll get through the book at some point and get to talk about the differences and what might have been missed when it came to the book but otherwise i i hope all is well hope you're having a good monday and we're about to start december and we'll see how it goes december of 2020 the apocalyptic year, and uh, hopefully it it picks up after this one. I'm definitely feeling the squeeze. So uh, I will see you. I will see you on the next one. That's it from the the last coffee house. Bye. <laughs>